0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of the FTN Best Ball Cast presented by the FTN Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Tyler Lochner. You can find me on Twitter at LochnerNFL. And of course, you can find my work on FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and sometimes FTN Bets. Uh, and you know, be sure to use code PEACHES to save 20% on any FTN subscription best ball seasons in full swing fantasy drafts. Uh, you know, the Scott fishbowl coming up soon. The, the the invites just went out for that. So I think some season long drafts are even going to be happening soon. The content is really ramping up. Love, love, love the offensive coordinator series that Adam Pfeiffer has going on right now. We have the team by team previews for sleepers, busts and bets to make for each team across the league. I have a series coming out uh, next week, actually, On the most volatile and the most consistent players at every single position. So much good content. Go check it out. Use code Peaches to save 20% on anything. Look, today I think we have a I wanted to talk about a topic that I have not heard many people talk about. And that is a very unique draft strategy that I think has more legs this year than in any previous year, and that is the bully tight end strategy. Now, what exactly is the bully tight end? first of all, absolutely love the name. I think it's like one of the coolest names of any fantasy football draft strategy. But really what it means is you draft two top tier tight ends on your team. You do this in best ball and and you don't draft any other tight ends. You know, in best ball, you typically draft, um, you know, you typically draft two to three tight ends you you draft three of them if you don't take one of the uh one of the elites like if you don't take travis kelsey or or mark andrews um then all the way down to maybe george kittle or or, or even darren waller evan ingram If, if you draft one of those first seven or eight tight ends you can probably get away with drafting just two if you take after that you're gonna end up drafting three But what happens if you take two of those top seven, six, seven, or eight tight ends? Now, I did this in a draft and I wanted to share the results with you because I'm not going to lie. This is one of the favorite drafts that I've done so far. I drafted Travis Kelsey, fifth overall. And then I drafted Patrick Mahomes, 20th overall. And then I drafted Mark Andrews at pick 29. So after three rounds, I had two tight ends and a quarterback. So, definitely not your typical start to a draft. I I'm going to go through my team and then I'm going to go through round by round. And honestly, I, I like this. I've done this more than once. This is the this is the the roster that I have with the strategy that I like the most. Um, the quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray. Maybe a little bit risky not taking a third quarterback just in case Kyler doesn't play this season. I, I really have a hard time believing that, that Kyler doesn't play. Um, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't have a buy until week 10. So that's why I did that. Maybe I could have drafted a third, uh, a third quarterback, but Mahomes and Murray, I'm, I'm happy with that. At running back, I have Joe Mixon, Rashad White, Javante Williams, Jarek McKinnon, uncle Len, Leonard Fournette and Zach Evans, who I picked in the 18th round at wide receiver, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett. Well, that's my name, Tyler Locker. Wow. I'm messing that up. Tyler Lockett, Jamison Williams, Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Isaiah Hodgins, and Justin Ross. And then of course the tight ends, I have Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. So a couple things quickly about this team. I think that this is a, uh, first of all, it's, pretty easy to land the Kelsey, Mahomes, and Andrew stack. When I did this draft, ADPs are changing every day, but for these three players, they're not changing dramatically. I drafted Kelsey just one pick before ADP. His ADP is six. I I picked him at five overall. Mahomes, I picked him one after ADP. His ADP is 19. I picked him 20. Kelsey and Mahomes, their ADPs line up with each other because if you're taking Kelsey in the first round, it's basically a lock that you're going to take Mahomes in the second, unless he goes before you. So pretty easy to get that, that Kelsey Mahomes stack. And then Mark Andrews, his ADP is 32. I picked him 29th overall. So if you, if you're drafting like fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh, just give this a shot, honestly, Uh, because it's easy to do. It's not like you need something wacky to happen in your draft for a stack like this, uh, for this bully tight end strategy to, to play out. Oh, I also land. So I'm just going to go through a couple things about this, this roster that I think are interesting. I got a little bit of a week 17 game stack here. It's funny. The FTN uh, crew was debating with each other in our Slack channel and in our discord about how viable is game stacking for week 17 in best ball. Of course, it's viable. Viable is not the right word, but how much focus should you put on it? Should you reach for players? Uh, several different opinions I think we'll probably end up doing another podcast episode on that specific topic but for this roster for this roster build in particular I did do a little bit of a week 17 game stack uh, with drafting Joe Mixon so I've got the KC and uh, Cincinnati game for week 17 lined up there and then maybe I went a little bit overboard with my Chiefs players here I drafted Jarek McKinnon I drafted Marquez Valdez-Scantling and I drafted Justin Ross. So there's five Chiefs players on this roster. Mahomes, Kelsey, and then those three players. Maybe a little bit overboard, but um, outside of Kelsey with no Tyreek Hill, we saw this with no Tyreek Hill there. We saw this last year. Different players are going to get fed on different weeks. So the Chiefs are actually, I'm I'm thinking through all the elite quarterbacks. You can kind of do it with the Buffalo Bills too. Um, but the Chiefs—you can take Mahomes, and then you can take—I think—more than just Travis Kelsey. I do think all, most people will take just Mahomes and Kelsey, and then they won't throw darts elsewhere because the dart—they are darts. A lot of these players are going to completely flop, completely bust in the majority of the weeks. Uh, Mahomes spreads the ball around; like he—he he might throw five touchdowns. They might go to five different players. I mean, maybe they go to four different players. Maybe maybe Kelsey catches two. But that's the reason. Um, I sprinkled in numerous Kansas City players because I think numerous Kansas City players have the potential to have big weeks any given week. It's not, it's not hyper funneled outside of Travis Kelsey, who of course is already on the roster. Now, with the Chiefs in particular, it's it's pretty easy to to scoop up some of these players like Valdez Scantley, Justin Ross, Jarek McKinnon, even Kadarius Toney. Like their ADPs are not prohibitively high. It's very, very easy to to pick them on later in the drafts. And what's funny about this bully tight end strategy. Is that for many of the top tier tight ends, you can get a lot of their secondary pass catchers on those teams a lot later in the draft. Uh, Except for George Kittle, I think it's true for the top five tight ends. If you take Mark Andrews, the Baltimore wide receivers are all going later because it's not super clear which one's going to be the wide receiver one. So you got Beckham, you got Zay Flowers, you got Rashad Bateman. All like if you take Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, this draft I'm going over is Mahomes Kelsey, but of course you could go Andrews Jackson as well. You can then pair Andrews pretty easily with some of those other players. George Kittle, not as easy to do, right? The 49ers, you know where the ball is going to go most weeks, and those players are all very good. They're all being drafted pretty early. It's not super easy to land that stack, but what it is easy to do with the 49ers is land the quarterback. If of course you can predict who the quarterback's going to be, but both Purdy and, uh, and Trey Lance are, are essentially free in fantasy drafts right now with Hawkinson. Of course you have to have the first or second pick to get, to get Justin Jefferson, but it's not difficult to get some of the secondary wide receivers later in the draft either. And, and Kirk cousins, Kyle Pitts, the F Falcons players of outside of Bijan Robinson are all going a lot later in the drafts. Desmond Ritter, extremely late in the draft. Darren Waller, similar situation to the to the Chiefs uh, in the sense that outside of, honestly, I don't even know if I would consider Waller in this category. The entire offense, you don't know exactly where the ball is going to go any given week. So a lot of the Giants players are easy to draft and stack with Waller as well. Goddard, not so easy to stack you know, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going very early. Evan Ingram on the Jaguars. Pretty easy to stack with other other pass catchers in Jacksonville. Um, Nobody knows exactly who's going to be the wide receiver one or the wide receiver two there. So it's uh, even the wide receiver three there. So I think it's an interesting strategy when you're talking about these top five or six tight ends to think about the full team stacks that you can do it's very viable with all of these teams which i think makes in my opinion makes this bully tight end strategy even more interesting this year all right so let's go through this this specific draft board and see who i passed up uh, and when so i took travis kelsey fifth overall steph diggs went right after at six overall i could have of course drafted diggs um the player who drafted diggs at six overall took josh allen right before me before I took Mahomes. So, if I went Diggs, odds are he would have gone Kelsey and then odds are he would have gone Mahomes and I would have gone Josh Allen. So, it's not news that that you could that you could stack Diggs and Allen uh, with your first and second picks. I'm not entirely sure why I'm telling you that, but I'm just going through the draft board right now. I think I guess where it really gets interesting is what I did in the third round, right? So, the thir- after I had Kelsey and Mahomes on the squad, the third round started I drafted fifth. The third round started: T. Higgins, Devonte Smith, DK Metcalf, Derrick Henry, and then I took Mark Andrews. So I passed up the next. The, the rest of the round, the players I passed up were Ramondre Stevenson, Debo Samuel, Brees Hall, Calvin Ridley, Lamar Jackson, Amari Cooper, and Jameer Gibbs. Honestly, just looking at this, I, I think I took outside of Brees Hall, who I really really like this year, and outside of Ramondre Stevenson, who I really really like this year. I think I prefer Andrews over, over those guys. So just from like a raw picking the best player available, I think drafting Kelsey, Mahomes and Andrews makes a lot of sense. Now where this gets tricky, of course, this is the downside of the bully tight end strategy. Only one of those tight ends is guaranteed to score each week. The other will score in the flex position and you don't get to choose who, Right? So it's not like I can say, no matter what, put Travis Kelsey in the flex position. If you could do that, I think you would see a lot more people doing this draft strategy. But Mark Andrews himself would have to score more points than you know the other wide receivers or running backs on your team. I'm assuming Kelsey outscores Andrews in a given week. But the, the, reason, that's, the reason that makes it a little bit less optimal is Andrews might have a good week relative to other tight ends, right? He might score 10 points which on the scale of tight ends would be a pretty good week, but those 10 points might not count towards your weekly score because 10 points is not as difficult for wide receivers or uh, running backs to score. So that's honestly probably the biggest factor against the bully tight end strategy. But look, I'm trying things outside of the box. I, I sent a message to-, to some people at FTN the other day. I'm officially at the let's try and see what happens stage of the best ball summer. I did this draft. I really liked it. Um, I took DJ Moore as my first wide receiver in the fifth ra- in the fourth round. And then I took Joe Mixon as my first running back uh, the following round. And then I did Tyler Lockett, Rashad White, who I love this year. I love his ADP. I think he's going to be great as a pass catching running back uh, with the Bucks. And then I took J- Javante Williams, who, don't forget, last year at this turn, Williams was a debatable pick at the 1-2 turn. He was usually going a little bit later than that, like middle of the second round, but some people had him kind of ranked right around that 12th mark. He he was, of course, injured. The The Broncos added Samaji Perrine. The Broncos looked absolutely horrible last year. Long story short, it's a by-the-dip on Javante Williams. So I... By doing the bully tight end strategy, I naturally went zero zero RB right because I didn't take a running back until the fifth round. I'm pretty happy with Joe Mixon, Rashad White, and Javante Williams as my three running backs. I think two of those picks end up panning out. Jarek McKinnon, I one of those players who's classically better in best ball. He'll have some spike weeks, and it and it pairs him uh, with Mahomes. I already mentioned it earlier, but the Joe Mixon pick gets the week 17 game stack in case this roster sneaks through. The wide receivers are really the, the concern on this team, I think. DJ Moore, fine as, as my number one wide receiver. Tyler Lockett <clears throat> drafted him in the sixth round as my wide receiver two. Oh, you have to take a hit somewhere. You can't draft all the good players in every single round. So this is what it ends up looking like. I will say Tyler Lockett was fantastic last year. Uh, he's getting a little bit older. They did draft Jackson smith and jigba. I think it means we see Lockett on the outside more. I still think we see Lockett as a deep threat. So do like him in best ball. Jamison Williams was maybe not the sh- the sharpest pick. Yeah, he. I don't think it was the best pick. I really like Jamison Williams, but that six game suspension on a roster that is already handicapped at the wide receiver position was probably not the optimal move because that means that for the first six weeks of my year, I have DJ Moore- Tyler Lockett, Jacoby Myers, Michael Gallup, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Isaiah Hodgins, and Justin Ross as my wide receivers. And they have to fill out the three wide receiver spots. I am helped a little bit by the fact that, that Kelsey will essentially score like a tight end, or uh, excuse me, a wide receiver one. Mark Andrews also can, not as much of a lock to do it as Kelsey. But yeah, I think <clears throat> if you're going to do a strategy like this, where you're pushing wide receiver to later in the draft. I mean, I didn't draft my first wide receiver until the fourth round. You probably don't want to take a player who's going to be suspended for the six weeks. Cause you need all the help you can get at that position. So lesson learned for me on that roster for this roster build, but you know what? You, you got to shoot for the moon. Sometimes that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> all right. I'm not going to keep going through pick by pick here. Um, you get the gist. You can do this with with other tight ends, though. It doesn't have to be Kelsey and Andrews. I've done it with T.J. Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts. I've done it with George Kittle and Kyle Pitts. You can sometimes get the Kittle uh, one, two, three, four, five at the five six turn. You can pretty often get that Kittle Pitts combination. Pitts is slipping down the draft boards just a little bit, but really like both of those players this year. So it's not as bully tight end. It's it's like a softer version. You don't have to spend two of your first three picks on tight ends if you do that, uh, but you do go back to back in, in the at the 5-6 turn. I actually think I've done that more than I've done this this Kelsey Andrews build. All right, I think that's it. I wanted to give everybody a rundown of what it looks like if you draft kind of an out-of-the-box team like this. I'm going to be trying a couple of these out-of-the-box draft strategies. I'm not saying that this is the optimal build. I don't think it is. Um, but I, I do like the team and I I wanted to give a, a shout out here to bully tight end starting Kelsey Mahomes and Andrews showing everybody what that roster looks like. All right, everybody, I am out and I'll catch you next time.